In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text for today is the reading from Philippians chapter 3, which you've heard. You may be seated. Last week, we remembered and gave thanks to God for the work that he did through the saints of all times and all places. We also gave a nod to those saints of our particular part of the church and honored them as part of our prayers. It is fortuitous that today's epistle comes on the heels of All Saints Day to remind us that it isn't Catholic in the terms of like Roman Catholicism, like following after the Pope, to celebrate the saints. As they come up on days when we're gathered together here, I'm sure that you've noticed that I've chosen to go with saints' days instead of going with the propers of whatever day that it happens to be on the regular church calendar. So sometimes red will just randomly show up in the middle of a season of green. But I want you to know this is not just a Pastor McKinley thing either. On Roman numeral page 12 in your hymnals, our, our hymnals quote the Augsburg Confession, the most important document of the Lutheran Reformation that defines what it is to be a Lutheran. It quotes it saying this, Our churches teach that the remembrance of the saints is to be commended in order that we may imitate their faith and good works according to our calling. The hymnal goes on to say the Lutheran reformers understood that there was great benefit in remembering the saints whom God has given to his church. The apology of the Augsburg Confession gives three reasons for such honor. First, we thank God for giving faithful servants to his church. Second, through such remembrance our faith is strengthened as we see the mercy that God extended to his saints of old. And third, these saints are examples by which we may imitate both their faith and their holy living according to our calling in life. But in case you're still not convinced, St. Paul starts off our epistle telling us to do exactly what the Reformers said that we should do anyway, That in that third reason. That is, imitate the faith and holy living according to our calling in life. St. Paul started our epistle saying, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. This call for the imitation of St. Paul is the essence of the Christian life itself. Keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us, he says. But what is it that St. Paul is wanting us to see as we look at these saints? Well, for that, we need to go back to the verses immediately prior to where our epistle reading for today picks up. He tells us that he, St. Paul, seeks above all to be found righteous in Christ Jesus. Not a righteousness of his own, mind you, but a righteousness that comes 
only through faith in Christ Jesus. This week, I was reminded throughout my studies and, and things that I'd listened to of how singularly focused St. Paul was on the proclamation of the gospel. He endured much for the sake of the kingdom, beatings, stonings, shipwrecks, and other dangers that he just simply says, and dangers all around. But why this focus? Why this singular focus? Wouldn't it be okay, Paul, to chill out just a little bit and spend our time doing something else? Well, I do think this requires a bit of wisdom on our part. Is the Word of God really telling us that we cannot watch Star Trek every once in a while? And obviously, I don't think that it is, but it becomes really easy to take the next step of prioritizing other things over the gospel if we try to minimize what the Bible says on this particular point. After all, Jesus himself warns us how readily Satan steals away the seed of the word from the hearts of those who hear and how the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and the suffering that we endure this side of glory wreak havoc on the life of faith. So Jesus will summarize the whole law saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. That we are called to be all in on the things of God. So, St. Paul says, For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. This at last brings us to the point of Paul's admonition for us to imitate the saints. Why or who do we look up to? Who do we try to be like in this life? It's easy to forget or minimize the impact that fame and advertising have on us. We can sit back and we can say that we won't buy something just because it's been advertised time and time again on the radio or on television. But if advertising didn't actually work, then why do ads go in the Super Bowl for such a high premium? Why did Gatorade run that catchy campaign back in the 90s teaching us all to sing, I want to be like Mike? You guys remember that. I, I thought you'd say it. That's it. But anyway, we are influenced by what we see and by what we hear. And here, St. Paul warned the Philippians, and he warns us also with tears. Take care that you are not following after those things that take your eyes off of Christ. Those who do so have a bad fate in front of them. Their end, he says, is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their own shame with their minds set on earthly things. We have seen this played out 
countless times before our eyes. But in particular, this week, it was on full display. Last week, our neighbors in the state of Ohio enshrined the protection of abortion in the constitution of their state. Politicians who are for legal abortion are touting this and other similar victories from the 2022 cycle as a signal that our nation as a whole is fine with abortion. I've even started to see some discussion on the political right about the need to just completely abandon the issue of life because so many see it now as a losing issue. But why is that? Well, from 1973 on, when Roe v. Wade was decided, abortion enjoyed legal protection at the, very, at the federal level of our country. Polling data suggests that support for legal abortion has grown year after year since the Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. And this is because the law is one of our teachers. What a government calls legal is often seen as a moral good. We look up to those who govern us, whether we admit it or not, and on the whole, we think they're pretty good. People loved by God, I stand before you today to tell you that it should not be this way. We cannot simply abandon the case for life simply because it is politically unpopular. We certainly can't ab abandon this issue when it becomes hold or hard to hold the line on it either. So where do we look? Well, St. Paul has the answer for us. We ought to look to the saints for encouragement and how we live out our lives in a world that is turbulent. We see saints like Paul a, with a, a sort of cheerfulness that borders almost on giddiness as he suffers for the sake of the gospel. Why did Peter and John react the same way when they were beaten for preaching the name of Jesus? It's not because these saints had some magical quality in themselves that pushed them to go all in for the gospel. But it's because they were looking to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy that was set before him, the joy of rescuing sinners from death and hell forevermore, for that joy... He endured the cross. He despised its shame. Jesus boldly and willingly went to the cross because he knew that the end result would be your salvation. In the same way, the more we look at how the saints live their lives in light of the promise that Jesus made to us about how we are blessed when others revile us for the faith, reminding us that the kingdom of heaven is ours, the less we will care about the cultural decay and moral bankruptcy that we see around us. As St. Paul says at the end of our epistle reading, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it 
we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables to subdue all things to himself. We know, dear saints, that this world is passing away. We know that the troubles that we face in this world are also passing away. The world is not our home because our citizenship, our true citizenship, is with the saints in glory in the kingdom of heaven. He has already put all of our enemies under his feet by his death, by his resurrection, by his ascension, and by his sitting down at the right hand of the Father. And here in this text, we are reminded how he will, at his coming, change our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. Or like we heard last week from St. John, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we will be like him, because we will see him as he is. People loved by God. To imitate the saints is the Christian thing to do because the saints teach us to look to Jesus. One last thought before I finish for this morning. Paul urges us to look to the saints who walk according to the example that we have found in him in the scripture. This week, let's remember to Give thanks to those saints who have pointed us to Jesus, as we did at All Saints Day. I hope and pray that we can list faithful men like St. Paul among them. But how many of us have faithful saints that are much closer to us in time and relation who have done the same thing for us today? Grandparents, aunts, uncles and other faithful Christians that you have known all along the way who lovingly and patiently pointed you to Jesus in their own unique way. Let's remember and give thanks to God for them too, even as we seek to imitate their faith in Christ Jesus. And in the same way then, I speak especially now to the adults of our congregation here. Right now, at this time in our church's life, we have so many little ones in our midst. It's a beautiful thing. Every time we have visitors here, they all comment on how alive the church sounds. I love it. And for the first time that anybody can recall, we have more kids from Trinity Lutheran Church at Lutheran Central than our sister congregation, St. Paul at Wigan does. This is a gift. This is a gift that God has given to us with his own hand. But with a gift also comes a challenge. Grown-ups, let us be faithful saints who are looking to Jesus so that we too might be counted worthy of imitation by the littler saints who are among us in the pews. Let's point them to their Savior and ours by lives that are wholly given into the hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name.
And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.